Today, we're taking a look at Ira from both the perspective of the explorer and the sighted supporter. This is Life After Sight Loss Radio, Episode 55. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews. We talk life advice, encouragement, emotional support, relationships, technology, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week. We're going to have a great time. We're going to talk about Ira this week, and we're going to talk about it from both the perspective of the Explorer, the VIP, and the Sighted Supporter. And to do that with me this week, I've got my own very personal Sighted Supporter, and that is my lovely wife, April. Hello, dear. How are you today? I'm doing well. Awesome. Glad that you're here to discuss this wonderful topic of Ira. And so today we're just going to cut all the other little segments and whatnot. We're just going to have a great conversation about Ira from both my perspective and hers as well. So let's start off the discussion with this idea of Ira itself. Uh, What did you know about Ira, if anything, before I really got it and started using it? Not much. So I knew that it was um, a service that assisted visually impaired people. Um, but I didn't really understand like how much it could help a VIP. I didn't understand really what else or what all you could use it for. Yeah, so I had shown you videos, I think at least, and had talked about it. Uh, you know, from some perspective. Do you remember what I like? How did I present it to you? You know, in in the the time before I started using it. I am kind of bad about um, remembering a whole lot. So I'm sure you presented it to me and you talked to me about it, but I don't know. It wasn't something that seemed like a reality anytime soon. So I just kind of like listened and probably encouraged you a little bit, but went about my day. (laughs) So it's like, that seems nice. Moving on. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Well, actually, this is a good point because it's not the cheapest service in the world. So, you know, when you first look at it, then you probably think, I mean, that's what I thought when I first looked at it. Like, that would be great. Oh, just kidding. You know, like, I I can't, you know, do that. So, um, you know, and, and the way I came to end up using it was through a course of events. But, um, yeah, when you first look at it, you're probably like, that's nice. But then that price tag probably throws you off a little bit. Absolutely. That I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is the cost of it because you know, it's definitely not a cheap service. It has a ton of advantages and now that you've used it, we can see how much it really does um help and even make things so much easier for you, but at the same time it's still very costly and it's, it just sounds bad to say, you know, can you put a price on your abilities? No, absolutely. And I think that's probably the the biggest thing for people is like it's it's somewhat invaluable in some ways, but you do kind of have to put a value on it, sure. you know, for people to get paid. Like that's just how it works. So, regardless of what you think about the money, there is that piece of it, especially before you start of like how am I going to do this and how am I going to jump into this? Uh and so that's probably a concern for a lot of people, especially the sighted supporter who's like yeah, I, yeah, it might be beneficial, but as you said, it wasn't like you saw the huge benefit of it before 
I started using Correct. it. So that was even harder to sort of justify the cost of it. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that I've sort of jumped into it, obviously perspective has changed. So what have you seen it and how has your perspective changed on it? You know, minus obviously the cost is still an issue, mm-hmm. in, you know, in general, and, and that's just how it's going to be. But what kind of things have you seen from it and what's your perspective on it now from your side of the table, if you will? Well, I've definitely seen that it's given you independence in your ability to be able to go out and and do things on your own. You know, the other day you took the kids shopping, you went to lunch, you went shopping, and that's not something you would normally do by yourself, let alone taking the children with you, (laughs) because it's a lot of stress on you. But having Ira there kind of took some of that stress away, I think, where you haven't talked a whole lot about your experience because you were shopping for Mother's Day. So I'm not going <laughs> to go into that. Who but, said I was shopping for Mother's Day? Well, I guess that's my assumption because I'm not allowed to know what you purchased. I just bought something really nice for myself and didn't want to tell you about it. Right. That's probably true. <laughs> but anyways, you know, you've ventured out using Ira and that's something that you never had done prior. Had you wanted to? Yes, probably. But you just hadn't taken that step to do it until you were able to use Ira and take them along with you. Yeah, well, and I think that's a good point. I mean, have I shopped for Mother's Day in the past? Uh, yeah. You know, maybe, but not not near as much as, you know, like in that situation, I was just like, I'm going to go, we're going to do this. So it, it gives a confidence, I think, from my perspective, it gives right. a confidence to just go ahead and go for it. Like, well, in the you past, know. you've gone with a friend. Right. You know, for birthday or Christmas shopping and stuff like that, you've always, a friend has taken you and helped you, you know, describe the items and helped you pick things out and things like that because you couldn't do those things necessarily on your own. But now with Ira, you were able to go, and yes, you had the children who can help as well, but they're kids. I mean, let's be real. (laughs) They're, They're thinking about themselves and what they could get out of this trip rather than mom. Yes. And immediately, as soon as they saw the electronics, they were like, well, bye. I was like... (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for your help. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I always went with a friend. And that I think from the this side of the table, the perspective is, am I going to have a friend available? Uh, what friend do I want to, you know, trust to do that with me? And what friend is going to go with me and actually be helpful as opposed to being like, let's get this right. by, you know. So whenever whenever you're able to do it on your own, on your own terms and on your own time, that makes a big difference. And so it's, it's not just a matter of being able to do it. It's a matter of being able to do it on your own and go out and, you know, like I said, on your own terms, on your own time. I think the other thing we've also talked about recently is just your, um, your mood has been... Mm. Better. Not that you're a Debbie Downer. That's me. I'm the negative Nelly in our um, relationship here. But, um, you know, your mood has been better. You've been more willing to take the kids to the park or out on the lake or just doing things with them or with me. And I think that's because you've been able to experience it better. So with Ira, I think you talked about on a video um, or maybe on your podcast prior, you talked about taking Aubrey to the park and you know, finding out that she went backwards on the monkey bars mm, without mm-hmm. her having to tell you and knowing that she bumped her head as well without her having to tell you. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things, you know, you now know and you're not the last to know about it. 
to be informed about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, before she could have came over and said, hey, I did the monkey bars backwards or, hey, I bumped my head or whatever. But having that real-time experience with her, I think it does shift your mood because you're like, wow, I'm experiencing this thing I haven't experienced before, or at least in a way I haven't experienced it before. And so it does shift your mood. It, it makes you feel, I don't know, it's not like, oh, I'm in a good mood now. It's just this different feeling. And so then... You know, uh, like you mentioned, going outside with the kids and things like that. I didn't use Ira for all those experiences. It wasn't like I was using it 24-7. But because I'd had that moment with her, then I was like, oh, this is so great. And it affected the rest of the day. And yeah, let's go do this or whatever. So it definitely has affected the the way that I'm experiencing not only the things with Ira, but then the other moments as well. All right, so we're talking a lot about the positives here. We're talking about you know the things we can do, the independence it gives, and the mood, and all that sort of thing. But obviously with everything, there's pros and cons, if you will. And so we've got to talk about some of the more, I don't know, I don't want to say negative, but you know the con side of things. Now, obviously the first thing right off the bat is the financial obligation, if you will. It's not cheap. And if you want to know more about it, you can obviously go to their website, ira.io, and I will put links in the show notes today, but um, they have packages where you pay a monthly subscription for X amount of minutes. So I think their minutes right now are 100 minutes per month, 200 minutes per month, 400 minutes per month, and then unlimited. And right now I'm using unlimited because I'm, I think I'm really just trying to test out the service as much as possible. You know, use it all the time, see what it's like, make some content, you know, that sort of thing. But I think I'm in this balance of I don't know how a person uses it a lot on a 100-minute plan, but I also don't know how a person pays a monthly rate for the unlimited plan. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, so as far as the financial piece goes, how do you balance the invaluable nature of the service with the amount of money that it costs to provide that service? Well, I feel like we're going to have to prioritize if Ira is going to continue, then, you know, priorities have to be made. So we have to just kind of look at our um budget and our income and decide what monies can go towards IRA rather than going towards other things, whatever those things might be. Well, yeah, and it's just like another line in your budget. You have to, you know, if you want to have cable TV, you've got to determine, you know, if if you can afford that. And if not, something else has to give. If you can afford the smallest package or if you can have all of the sports networks and the <laughs> HBO and Showmax and whatever else there are is right. out there. And, and I think the hard part of that is it's it's one thing, like it's easy to dismiss cable or dish or whatever. It's easy to dismiss them. Like that's not a necessity. You don't need that. And Ira, you don't need either. It's not a necessity like food and water, but it is in a much different category, I would think, than something like cable TV or you know, or whatever. So I think balancing out the invaluableness versus the amount that it costs is just something you have to do within yourselves. You have to figure it out with your own budget, with your own you know finances and that sort of thing. Hopefully, in the future, you know, other things will be taken care of. Maybe. Um, you know, it'd be covered by Voc Rehab or whatever, or maybe even insurance someday. Who knows? I know that Ira is doing their best to sort of make certain places site access locations where you get free minutes. They're even talking to like whole cities. I know that Boston, when the Boston Marathon was going on, the whole city of Boston that day was a site access location. So they paid Ira and then Ira gave all free minutes in that area. So it's possible. But it's just not there yet. So it is a burden. It's something to think about. Uh, it's just something you guys have to balance. Right. And I think it's great that Ira is making strides 
to make this more accessible for their customers, for their explorers, because in reality, it is an expensive service, but it's not just them that are making the charges. You know, they have their contracts with AT&T and, you know, that char- those charges come from them as well. So they're trying to put these packages together to be affordable, yet they need to be able to pay the suppliers or the providers as well. Yeah, and even when you think about like the agents, the people that are, you know, helping you and contacting you, they have to get paid as well. So it's just, it's a lot to think about and and I don't want to dwell on it too long, but it is something to consider right off the bat. Uh, I know that I think they have a student program. I believe they have a program where if you're looking for a job, you get free minutes, uh, you know, to go to the job, to do the interview, whatever it might be. Um, They give you free minutes for that, but it is a lot to think about for sure. And that's the first big sort of glaring, uh, is it negative? I don't know, but it is something definitely to consider. Now, another thing we've sort of encountered was, and again, this is a different perspective on both our sides. We'll kind of talk about it here. But for example, yesterday we went shopping at Walmart and I said, oh, I'll take some of the list and go get, you know, these things. And I went to get like the non-food items. So, you know, shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, stuff like that. And then you went and got the grocery items. So your list was probably, I don't know twice the list, three times the list I had. I had about eight things where you had everything else. And so it just happened that me getting the stuff took longer than you getting your stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, and again, so I think we need to talk about that from that perspective. So what did it feel like on your end going to get your stuff and waiting for me? Like, was it like, I'm done, let's go? It was sort of like that. But at the same time, I knew this was the first time you had done this in this store on your own. So I knew it was going to take more time, one, because you didn't really know where anything was. You knew where the health and beauty area was, but not necessarily which aisle what product was in. So I wanted to give you plenty of time to get your items and to be able to find them on your own because I'm the kind of person who, if I would have come and find you, I would have just done it on my own. Mm -hmm. And we both know that. So I wanted you to have as much time as you needed to find those items. And yes, it did take longer than it took me to find all the rest of my stuff, but I've been in this store. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've been in the store. So I know where things are. I know exactly what I want. I know what the bottle looks like. I know all the details and you don't. So it's not only using Ira that's making it longer, it's also that this is your first time. So I think in the future, it would get faster because, you know, the more you find the same item over and over, you're going to know what it looks like. You're going to know the general vicinity of where it's located, and you're just going to need the Ira agent to find you the exact product. At some point, it's going to get faster. Yes, it took longer yesterday, but I didn't want to interrupt the experience because I knew that it makes you feel more independent. It kind of gives you a lot of encouragement. And it's just something that you needed to experience for yourself. And I wasn't, I didn't want to interrupt that. Well, and I think that's a great point. A couple of things you said. One, you said finding the exact item. That was sort of liberating because it's one thing to get an item of shampoo. It's another, you know, I could probably found the shampoo section maybe, but getting the exact shampoo is totally different. Um, for example, you needed some uh, contact case, and you said it's this little thing. It's about a four or five pack, and it's got different colored lids, you know, to it. Right. And so I was like, okay. So when we were there, it took us a little while because it's a small case. It's not, you know, it's not very big, and it's like a little cube almost, even smaller than a deck of cards. And so to find it, it was a little challenging, but. 
Once we found it, she said, okay, let, let's look at it. She said, it's a five pack and it's got different colored lids. And I was like, this is exactly the thing. Like, this is the one. It wasn't like I just grabbed something and hoped for the best. I found the exact thing you were talking about, you know, uh, with toothpaste. I had to get the kids toothpaste and the uh, toothpaste was turned backwards on the shelf. And so she had to be like, I, th- I think I see it. Can you turn it around and make sure that's it? So we turned it around. She's like, yep, that's such and such and read off the label. And I was like, this is the one like I'm holding the one she wanted, which is, again, probably a weird feeling for uh, sighted people because they're like, uh-huh. like <laughs> you know. but when you go through this aisle and it's just a blur of stuff and you find that one exact thing, it's a it's a huge thing. But she's right. It did take. I mean, I think my call was forty five minutes, and so for that, and and again, that was from like starting the call. I had to email her my shopping list because I had added some things, and so there was a few minutes of that. But you know, the major probably forty minutes of it was just shopping, right? You know, and it took you that long to go through the entire grocery section. Well, um, it took me less time than that because I was standing waiting for you for quite a while. Mm, yeah, so, so yeah, and it took you even less time, right? So I think that's the thing. Like maybe it took you thirty minutes. Let's just say, just I don't know, twenty five, thirty minutes, and so it's going to take a little bit longer. But as I said. And, you know, as you pointed out, first of all, it's probably going to go faster as you know the store, especially if you've been to that store before. Mm -hmm. But how do you sort of compare things when that moment is somewhat inaccessible to me and now it is accessible? So it's like either it's inaccessible and takes no time because you can't do it or it's very accessible and takes you, you know, 40 minutes. Which one, you know what I mean? It's kind of that balance of like, well, if it's total, I don't, from my perspective, it's like, I don't care if it takes 45 minutes. It's just great. Right. (laughs) Well, it's an accomplishment for you that, I mean, we talked about yesterday, you lost your sight at 18. Mm -hmm. So you have never gone shopping by yourself, grocery shopping, clothes shopping, anything like that, because I mean, maybe in high school a couple times, but for the most part, your parents took you when you were younger and then- you know, I've been with you or a friend's been with you the rest of every other time you've gone shopping. Mm-hmm. So this is liberating for you, kind of. It's yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. oh my gosh, I can do this on my own. Yes, I drove you to the store, but that's really all I did. You were able to find every product by yourself. Mm-hmm. And sure, it took a long time, but at the same time, it's more important for you to feel confident and independent than it is for time. We had plenty of time yesterday. Right. If we had been on a time crunch, I probably would have been a little bit more like probably rushed you a little bit more, but we weren't. So right. we had the time to take. Well, and I think that's the balance in it is sometimes you're going to have the time and sometimes you're going to be in a hurry. And that's just life in general. Right. You know, that doesn't have anything oh, to do with Ira. It's like sometimes I got to get in the store and get these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, just, it's not like the sighted supporter is a terrible person for being like, I got to go you know, or whatever. Um, and again, you'll probably get faster if you're using Ira once you know the store a little better. So it's not like it's going to take 45 minutes every single time. Uh, maybe it takes 45 minutes to get, you know, double the items eventually. But um, I think that's one of the things to consider, at least in this aspect, is it's going to be a different perspective for the sighted supporter. Now, you made a good point, and I think that's something we need to address real quick, is you could have come over and been like, I found you, let's go. But what you said was, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to do that. I didn't want to, like, grab the things or whatever. And I think that's so important for a sighted supporter. From my perspective, I can say the fact that you didn't come over there and just do it for me was – it was very helpful because I would have – if you had come over, I would have been like, okay, well, I got to go. You know, like, <laughs> I would have just let you do it because it would have been faster. 
you know, and I think we've talked about that. It's just easier with a sighted person in that moment, quote, easier. And sometimes it's like, yeah, it's easier, but how am I going to get through this, you know, in this moment if I just let everybody just do it because it's easier? So I I think from your perspective, you had to consciously think, okay, I'm not going to go over there. Absolutely. That sort of thing. Yes, I did. I did consciously think about that. And I just found other things to look at and just kind of, you know, waste some time a little bit, which wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And and I think that's from the VIP perspective, I have to say just to the side of supporters that you kind of have to do that. I mean, I think that it's real easy just to step in and be like, I'll do this. It's fine. You know, I'll take care of that. But if you're going to use IRA and use it to the fullest and pay the money out every month, right. you have to use it and you have to say, okay, I'm, j- I'm just going to use this. I know that I've talked to some other visually impaired people and they've had perspective from their sighted supporters. And we'll get into that in just a minute a little more. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, no, you got to let me use this. And so just as from my perspective, I got to say, you know, I appreciate that, that you allow me to do that so that it's not one of those I don't know, challenges of like the IRA fighting the agent uh, or excuse me, the agent (laughs) fighting my my spouse and saying like, okay, because I've heard stories about that and and we'll talk about that in just a second. Is there anything else that really has come up that's been like, uh, I don't know, a hassle? I don't want to say negative, but it's like, okay, you know, that sort of thing. I think the the other thing I think of is picking out Mother's Day cards. That took quite a long time yesterday and I was kind of, at that point, getting a little impatient <laughs> because I was just ready to go. Like we we got in line to check out and I realized we'd forgotten to grab Mother's Day cards. So we got out of line and went back over to that area and I found a card rather quickly. And you're using Ira to find a card for your mom. And again, I wanted you to have the ability to do that, but it definitely would have been faster if I had just helped you. Absolutely. And so I think that's the balance you had to figure out because I think sometimes it's like, well, I've got IRA, so I'm going to use this only. And it's like, no, you have sighted people in your life that, you know, have helped you in the past and love you. And that shouldn't change. It, you know, we shouldn't try to be like, well, I'm going to cut them out completely. It's like, no, obviously not. So in that moment, it probably could have been good just to have, you know, not to worry about Because what happened was I had cut the original call. I was done with that because we'd gotten in line. Then we got back out, and so I had made another call, gotten a different agent. You know, it's a completely different process. So if I were there by myself, yeah, I would have went through all the cards. It would have been whatever. But it was kind of like, let's get these and let's go, and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that you have to balance and say, in this moment, do I need to use Ira? No, I don't necessarily need to, and it's fine. And, again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just saying, not going to use it, and I'm going to let this sighted person help me. And I've heard other explorers uh, say, you know, I was in this situation and they were by themselves and they said, I just ask a person to help me. And it went, it was fine. They just, you know, because it wasn't trying to prove that Ira could do it because they know Ira could do it. They just didn't need Ira to do that in that moment. You know, my thought process at the same time was I wanted to get the groceries home and I had other things to get done. Right. So, you know, I was just thinking about the kids coming home from school and kind of our time frame and things like that. And I kind of wanted to hurry the process a little bit. So and that's and that's me as a sided supporter being like, OK, I can do this faster. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, giving you the ability to pick out a card for your mom for Mother's Day, because I don't know that you've ever picked one out. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it's mostly just you reading it, and maybe I'm there occasionally to be like, uh huh, you know, or whatever. But it's mostly you picking them out, right? And so you you want to have that moment of say, I picked this out because I did. I the one I got, I did pick out, and so I can say that you know with certainty. I know what it says. I know what it looks like. She described the whole card, even the price. And so, you know, and so I think that was probably my problem. I was like, this is how much? Surely there's a cheaper card, but that's not part of this topic. So anyway, um, I think it's one of those things, again, it's just the balance of saying like you have to give opportunity for the VIP to use it. But then there's moments where it's just like this doesn't have anything to do with Ira. <laughs> we we got to go. Yeah. It's it's kind of like you live a real life. Uh, and eventually, uh, right now, I think it's kind of a – uh, I don't want to say it's a novelty because that makes it sound like, oh, it's just this little thing we're using. But it is sort of this thing at the forefront of things right now. But eventually, I think it just folds into your real life and you figure it out. Um, but remember, what whatever you're doing, any assistive technology, you got a real life to live. You got groceries to buy and kids to take care of and, and whatever else you got going on. So just because you have a new fancy thing like Ira doesn't mean it should overtake those things and you know and cause issues. Now we've talked about our perspective here, but I did ask a question on the Facebook group for the Ira Explorers, and I really got a lot of I don't know. It was. It was not negativity on the VIP's part, but it was very, it was like misunderstanding from the sighted supporters. So a lot of things I saw were the sighted supporters didn't understand. It was parents, spouses, you know, things like that. They didn't understand it. Um, one of the things that was said was when they were out and about with people, one story was a, um, a person was in a uh, movie theater and they were walking through and the agent was giving them navigation and then the I think there was a parent, this was maybe like a 20-something-year-old, and a parent was with them trying to guide them as well. And so the agent said, can you tell your parent to either stop talking or, you know, something because they're giving me conflicting directions here, you know, and it's it's causing me issues. So eventually they just had to hang up with the agent because it was, you know, too much of a hassle. And I've I've heard that repeatedly from people where the sighted supporter, whether parent, spouse, friend, whatever, is trying to really overcompensate and say, no, you don't have to use that. I can do that. You know, don't call them. I'll, I'll do this. No, let me take you in that sort of thing. And so I think what we talked about is you have to give that opportunity to use those things. Um, I, I'm sure it would be hard if you're trying to navigate and you're giving conflicting navigation than the agent is giving. I can't imagine how that would be. So what kind of things would you suggest in that moment uh, to for the sighted supporter? Do you think they should just let it go? Should they try to find a balance? Like what's, what's sort of the answer in that moment? I think if you're going to use Ira, then I just have to step back and be me rather than being the navigator or being the person who is in control sort of. Um, because I need to give you back some of that control so that you can listen to what the IRA agent is telling you. If you're going to use IRA, I just need to step aside and let you use IRA. If it's something that I can do quickly, like we talked about before, sure, I'll do it. And we don't need to call IRA. It's, it's one of those things. If the sighted supporter knows that the person is using IRA, they just need to step back and let IRA do their job. That's what we're paying them for. And that's what they need to be able to do. If we're going to interfere, then that just confuses the VIP. It probably frustrates them as well. And it doesn't allow the IRA agent to do their job. So the best thing I would think for the sighted supporter to do is just to step back and let the IRA agent do their job at that time. And I did find myself doing that with the Mother's Day cards yesterday. I wanted to 
kind of point out where like from sun area was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i tried but then i was like oh never mind you're talking to ira and i just i kind of walked away and looked down the other area so i i fa- i caught myself and i found myself doing that and i'm like nope he's using ira i need to just let him do that on his own so it's a conscious choice you have to make absolutely because it's probably a little bit difficult in in certain situations where it's like i know this area or i know what we're doing let me just do it that sort of thing but to make that conscious choice so it's probably i mean from your perspective it's probably a little hard to do it is it was hard and it is hard because as long as i've known you as a vip i have been the one who has guided you or helped you get from place to place you usually walk a couple steps behind me as we're going through a store or um, walking even down the sidewalk on the street or wherever because you're watching where I'm stepping, watching where I'm going to make sure that you're safe, basically. And that's just something that we've adjusted to doing throughout you know, the last 15 years. So it is a conscious decision to allow Ira to do that. And it's kind of hard to let go of that piece of control over your safety in some ways. Um, because naturally, as a sighted supporter, you worry about what's going to happen, and you don't want something bad happening to you. So we're we're protective, and we have always had some a little bit of control. Not, I mean, you're an independent person. I'm not saying like I control every aspect of your life, but just being in control of the environment, I guess, like making sure that you don't trip over this piece of the sidewalk or that you don't run into this kiosk or whatever it might be, you know, just making sure that you're safe. And now we're putting that safety into the hands of an IRA agent in a way. Yes, you have your cane or other people will have their guide dog or whatever. But at the same time, it's not me anymore. I'm trusting someone else to make sure that you get what you need. You get to where you need to be. Um, and that you're safe at the same time. Yeah, and I think that's a good point that you're making. And, and sighted supporters really need to know this and understand it, that it's going to be difficult because, especially the longer you've been in this role, it's difficult because you you take on this role. And, and it's not like a, I'm the only one that can do it. It's just a matter of like, this is what we do. You know, this is the normal Absolutely. part of life. Yes. And so it's it's not a matter of being cocky or prideful. It's just a normal part of life. And so when you take that step out and say, OK, I'm going to let this, you know, it's probably even if you, you know, go on, uh, if you, you know, had that person go on a long trip with somebody else, it's like, I hope, hope everything's OK, you know, that sort of thing. And so you have to take that step out. Now, I will say from my perspective, you know, you mentioned like not running into a kiosk and things like that. Walking through Walmart, the agent was great about, OK, you got a cart on the right. Uh, you got a, you know, a battery stand on the left. There's people walking on the left. They were very good about uh, letting you know about those hazards, you know, or whatever. So just to ease some of the sighted supporters' minds, it, they, they do a good job of that. Um, it's just something from your end as a sighted supporter to sort of start letting that go in those moments. Absolutely. Um, now, I will say that as a uh, person who's using it, we went to the zoo and we used it at the zoo a little bit, but what I found was in that moment, and I think it'll change as you go on, but in that moment, it made me separate a little bit from the, the group because it was like, you know, us and the kids or whatever. And it was like, then it was like you and the kids and then me over here. And I think that's just a, I think it's a normal thing when you first start using it because you're trying to figure out how do I interact with my family while listening to this agent, you know, describe certain things. Well, and it takes longer for an agent to describe something than it does for me to look at it. 
and see the color and the shape and the size and, mm-hmm. you know, all of the details of it. It's going to take the agent longer to describe those things to you. So we're looking at it as we're walking and we can take all of those things in as we're walking past whatever exhibit it was. But for you, it takes someone longer to describe things to you. If I had been describing them, then I would have stopped with you and not, you know, kept going. Right. But because you were using Ira, I was trying to step back and allow you to experience that. So I was walking with the kids as they went along and you ended up, you know, being a few paces behind us because the agent was describing. And and I think you'll just figure that out in time. Absolutely. You know, I think people figure it out and be like, oh, I can listen to the agent and sort of be, you know, in this moment as well. And it was a little difficult, like, to hold a conversation with you whenever you're on with Ira. But we kind of figured it out towards the end of being at the zoo. We were able to have conversation, but yet, you know, the agent was there for when you needed them. Not that we kept them on for 20 minutes, not using it, but... No. Just, you know, we were able to have little bits of conversation using the agent as well. Yeah. And you just have to get used to like somebody in your ear. (laughs) It's like you just have to because I usually wear an earbud so I can hear and I'm not having the agent on speakerphone or whatever. So sometimes it's like, I'm sorry, you're talking to me, you know, know, whatever. So you just kind of have to get used to it. And the agents are really good about it. They know you're going to talk to your family, you know, like even with the kids shopping the other day, I would talk to the kids and the agent knew I was talking to the kids, you know, that sort of thing. So, um it's just one of those things you get used to. And by the end, we were starting to, but it's just part of the learning curve. Absolutely. You know, it's part of it. It's just like anything else. There's always a, a learning curve that you have to just adjust to. Now, another thing that somebody had mentioned, actually quite a few people have mentioned this, their sighted supporters were, they didn't want them to use it in the house because they were worried about privacy issues or they didn't want them to use it to read mail or things of that nature because they were worried about privacy issues. Now, maybe you haven't even thought about this, but, um, you know, for me, if I'm able to read a statement of some sort, like, for example, we got a statement about the house the other day because we just moved. And so naturally you're getting a lot of paperwork, you know, about your loan or about the house or whatever. And we got in a paper about that. And it wasn't like, horrible private information but there was you know financial information on their loan and things like that and they had read it to me now to me i was like this is great this is wonderful i have access to this but as a sighted supporter is that a concern you have with an agent now again they sign confidential confidentiality agreements and things like that but what what are your thoughts when it comes to things like that you're right i hadn't actually thought about that until you just mentioned it truthfully (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I think privacy in the home, it's like, well, I don't walk around my house naked, so I'm not really worried about (laughs) them seeing me. And I think it's the, the time that you use it. So you're using it to read the mail. So you're in the den for that. You're using it to cook dinner or whatever else it might be. You're not usually in a place that's private, I would think, like the bathroom or a bedroom. So I, I know that hadn't really crossed my mind, but thinking about it now, it doesn't really make me think you shouldn't use it in the home. I think that's actually one of the best places for you to use it because mm-hmm. you can get so many other things done, like checking the mail. I mean, I come home from work and I'm the first one that opens the mail because, you know, you could use your CCTV, but it takes forever. Mm-hmm. So who really wants to do that? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that that's what you do and that's perfectly fine. But I just come home and I open the mail and I go from there. So you being able to tell me, hey, there was a couple pieces of junk, but there was this or that. It's nice that I don't have to worry about 
making sure I take care of the mail every day. And as for privacy for that, I mean, I'm a nurse, so I automatically think about, I'm sure everyone's heard of HIPAA regulations. I don't share my patient information with my family. That's my job. It's none of my family's business. Mm -hmm. So I think of it the same way with an IRA agent. Their job is to help visually impaired people to live their lives more independently. Their confidential information that they might be reading in the mail is none of their family's or friend's business either. Yeah, and I certainly agree. And we have had, you know, doing uh, counseling and things like that. We understand privacy is very important and we get that in our home. And I will say without giving away much information, I have had the opportunity to talk to people uh, who are connected with maybe IRA agents and things like that. And they have said how important it is to them and you know even family they won't release information like oh i talked to this person and i read their bank statement or whatever you know they don't release any of that information even things that don't seem or that seem insignificant they won't even tell them that because they take that very seriously and so from my perspective it's like well that's good i appreciate that because privacy is important you know especially in the day and age we live in now i'm sure we can't answer every single question you have about ira or whatever but i did want to give some perspective Uh, from both the visually impaired person, the IRA explorer, and the sighted supporter, whether it's a spouse, a parent, a kid, or whatever the case may be. Um, I know my kids find it fascinating. You know, my daughter, who is eight, is always like, are you going to use IRA? Are you going to call IRA? You know, they're fascinated by it. Um, And so, and and my son's always like, what do you use it for? And, you know, things like that. So they're, they're interested in it, and I think it's good for them to, you know, be engaged with it as well. Uh, I know the other night my daughter was like waving at the camera and the agent was laughing saying, I think your daughter's waving at me. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it's cute. But uh, I think it's important to engage in all the sighted supporters in your family, if at all possible, help them to understand, help them to, you know, to the best of your ability. Because I will say this, I think the independence and the um, amazingness of it all to me is it's hard to translate to sighted people. And I don't know, I don't mean that sighted people are stupid and don't understand. I just mean it's hard to really have them grasp a hold of that. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. We've never experienced the the VIP experience. You know, it's sure. it's something that we are not visually impaired. We are able to, you know, do anything that we want. But whenever you have not had the privilege to be able to do anything that you want because you're limited by your sight. And now you're able to do things like make cookies, go shopping, read the mail. It's, I'm sure it's a very amazing feeling, but it's hard for us to fathom because those are everyday things for sighted supporters. Those are things that we do every day. And so we just don't really think of them as amazing as you would. Right. And I think that's the important thing to remember is that, you're not going to totally get it on either perspective. And I think that's why we're sharing it today from both perspective is because it's different. And that's okay. Different isn't bad. It's just different. And so, you know, the amazing feeling the VIP has may not translate straight to the side of supporter. And that's okay. You know, the side of support doesn't have to totally get it. But I think being engaged with it and as we talked about today, you know, uh, allowing the space to use it and to be excited about it as much as you possibly can, that's a good thing um, because it's it's not going to be a direct translation. Like, oh, yes, I totally understand why this is amazing. Uh, it's more like I get why. It would be amazing to you, but it's right. not quite the amazingness it is. Well, and I, I think it's very important to be excited, to be encouraging, and to allow extra time, especially in the beginning of using Ira, to do the things that you haven't had the opportunity to do. Um, and allowing 
the VIP to do those things independently to see what they would use Ira for. What is going to be the most practical way to use it? And then that helps you figure out how much you might need it as well. Yeah, absolutely. You may find that after a month or two, you don't need it as much or you need it more or you don't need it, you know, whatever you might find. But that way, you're like you said, you're giving the space and the time to do it, to try it. Like, I want to try it in this place. Like I said to you, oh, I want to go to the zoo. I want to try it at the store. I want to whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that way, it's like, okay, well, let's let's give that a shot. And then we make the time to do that. Uh, you know, and then going to the zoo, we take the kids, have a fun time at the zoo. But we're also, we, we kind of went because I wanted to try it. But, you know, we also had a fun time at the zoo. So, you know, and that's okay as well. So I think you just have to find that time, find that balance in using it, especially at first to to see how it's going to work and and what the best thing is for you. So that's just a little bit about Ira from the two perspectives of the Explorer and the Sighted Supporter. So I hope that we have given you at least a little bit to chew on, to think about. If you have questions, you can let us know, and I'll give you more information on how to do that in a moment. But just want to thank you, honey. Is there any last thing you want to say about this? Any last comment you want to give? Nope. I always love putting my wife on the spot, like, think, think right now. Uh, We are totally different. I'm much more of an external processor where she's an internal one, so I like putting her on the spot. Anyway, dear, thank you so much. I just want to say this publicly. Thank you for allowing me the space and time and being supportive of using Ira. It's been very helpful. You're welcome. And thank you for being on the podcast. Hopefully, we have helped somebody at least think about and chew on some of these things we decided. So thanks for being here today. My pleasure. And so there you go, guys. Hey, if you have questions or comments or things you want to know more about from the perspective of either the VIP or the sighted supporter about Ira, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me a few different ways. You can email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can tweet me at the Derek Daniel, or you can send me a voicemail, and the number to do that is 317-721-1027. Leave me that voicemail. Let me know your thoughts and questions. I can feature it on the podcast. Again, the number to do that is 317-721-1027. Hey, by the way, guys, if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, I'd love for you to do that. That way you won't miss another single episode and it's totally free. So hop on over to the show notes. By the way, the show notes for today's episode can be found at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 055. And they are right under the player for the episode are buttons for Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. You can subscribe on Android and you won't miss another single episode. So make sure to subscribe and stay in touch with all of the latest episodes. And also, I mentioned that you can get in touch with me if you want to find those ways and all my social media contacts like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact and you can find all those great ways right there. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And again, a special shout out to my wife for being part of the program. I really appreciate it. By the way, don't forget that all the information found in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you again for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.